2: WPHD WPHD HD, HD3, Philadelphia From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios Where relationships matter Always live on the free Odyssey app The revolution will be broadcast this, this is the next generation of talk Now, this is the drive at 5 30 minutes of
0: non-stop talk With Rich Zoli. It is game, the most important game tonight for the Phillies. and we got to win this one. It's best of seven. So we're going to check in with our guys at the ballpark tonight. Uh, this administration seems to be bringing us closer and closer to war, but at the same time giving mixed messages about Iran. And in Pennsylvania, your taxpayer dollars are going towards transgender surgeries for minors. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. It is a very, very busy Tuesday with the breaking news that that fraud Tom Emmer is now out of the race for Speaker of the House of Representatives. So hopefully we can get a solid conservative in there. Let's pray for that. Let me welcome to the show my friend Michael Gear. Michael is the founding president and CEO of the Pennsylvania Family Institute. Michael, first of all, I want to apologize that we were never able to get together for lunch in August. You know, I was recovering from my surgery oh, yeah. and the surgery recovery was longer than I thought, but we got to do it. So let's make it happen.
4: Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, no, no problem. No need to apologize. I understood uh, what you're going through, so that's not a problem at all. But we'll we'll make it happen sometime soon.
0: I would love that. I absolutely would. So first of all, before we get into the issue, how are things at the Pennsylvania Family Institute these days?
4: Uh, going well. We're pretty busy. We've got a lot, a lot going on. Our law center's uh, doing a whole lot of work with uh, uh, schools and parents to help... Uh, sort of navigate uh, through the the stuff that's going on, the cultural impacts uh, that that we see impacting children, you know, with uh, like the issue we're going to be talking about, transgender issues and so many other things. Um, That's some of what's going on. We just had uh, this past uh, Monday the Pennsylvania March for Life a week, uh, a little over a week ago, Uh, with um, more than 7,000 folks showing up at the state capitol, the largest uh, rally that uh, ever happens there at the capitol. Uh, So other great things going on, and uh, we're doing well and uh, continuing to grow. Thanks to uh, folks across our Commonwealth who support our work here at PA Family. We don't take a a penny of government money. We're totally dependent on folks who agree with our values uh, to then uh, support us, and uh, we go and fight and uh, try to be their voice in the legislature and around the state.
0: Well, and you do you do a great job with that. You really do. The, the work uh, that uh, PFI does is, is outstanding. Uh, and, and you also bring a lot of things to our attention, which is important. Which is what I want to talk to you about today. So there's a report that yeah. uh, you guys put out. Um, w- w- what is happening in Pennsylvania? What are we spending here when it involves kids and these horrific transgender surgeries, these these mutilations of their of their bodies.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, people are just becoming aware in many cases of uh, what's going on, but it's been going on for, for a while now, of, you know, healthy young uh, minor children who uh, people, uh, they, they decide whether it's through social media or other pressures that are put on them, decide that uh, they don't feel happy or content in their own body. If they're a boy, they think, uh, maybe I should be a girl, maybe that will make me happy or whatever, and vice versa. Unfortunately, uh, what has happened is the medical establishment in many cases uh, tends to encourage that, and then tell them, well, if we, uh, if you, you know, you're a girl and you want to be a boy, we'll give you a, uh, we'll do a double mastectomy, or if you're a boy and want to be a girl, we'll do uh, surgeries or give you hormone uh, blockers and things to prevent pu- puberty from happening uh, for these minor children. The shocking thing in the report that uh, we just released and uh, found through the uh, uh, right to know request with the uh, with the Pennsylvania government is that uh, the state since 2015 has spent over $20 million, $20 million of taxpayer money to do these kinds of surgeries or hormone replacements or uh, the the puberty blockers and things, drugs and and chemicals and uh, surgeries on minor children, 18 and younger in Pennsylvania, more than $20 million since 2015.
0: $20 million. That's unbelievable. I mean, the policy in itself is incredibly controversial. Uh, yes. And I think wrong. I, th- I I do. I mean, I think it's child abuse. I think it's evil to do this to kids. But the fact Great. that the taxpayers are paying for it.
4: Right. Well, you know, we have a situation now, you know, if you're a minor uh, child, you can't get a tattoo. They don't think you're uh, able to make that decision to get a tattoo. They don't let you uh, take Tylenol uh, at school or whatever with a parental consent and other things. But here we have a situation where in many many places, many jurisdictions, including some school districts in Pennsylvania, where they hide gender transitions from parents where the kids may dress up at school or do things, and uh, school uh, employees are being told to uh, hide this, uh, to not let the parents know about it. Again, there's things on social media and other forces that are sort of pushing kids in this way, and suddenly they say, oh, kids know. They know, you know, even, uh, you know, have some people saying, even as young as toddlers, oh, my my boy or my girl knew that uh, they were in the wrong body at that young age, and so then we have that, but then we have the amount of money that is being made by hospitals. For example, uh, you know, a, uh, a doctor who's involved in this kind of work at the Vanderbilt Clinic for Transgender Health in Tennessee is quoted as saying, you know, surgeries, these surgeries make a lot of money. She said, so uh, female to male chest reconstructions, the, the description a radical double mastectomy on a teen girl or whatever can bring in $40,000. Uh, th- these are the kinds of things we're even just giving uh, hormone treatment, routine hormone treatment for a child, you know, a parent who brings in a child or a counselor brings in a child or whatever going and seeking this help, but they can, you know, that's several thousand dollars a year just for those regular visits to get these uh, hormone replacements, testosterone for girls or uh, estrogen and other things, puberty blockers for children, massive moneymaker, billions of dollars that are going to hospitals. And some of them are uh, right here in Pennsylvania are engaged in this chop is engaged in doing this kind of work. Uh, uh, Penn state health, uh, the uh, uh, children's hospital in, in, uh, here in uh, the Harrisburg area where I work. And then also uh, um, in Pittsburgh, uh, the Children's Hospital in Pittsburgh, uh, UPMC. So we see this kind of thing. It's a moneymaker. Uh, There are people ideologically who think it makes sense. But unfortunately, what happens is not only are we talking about taxpayer dollars, $20 million Mm -hmm. and this massive increase, just $5 million in 2022. It's $14,000 a day. Taxpayer dollars going to do these surgeries and drug uh, interventions on minor children but not only do we have that happen but then we don't see the reductions in um, you know the the benefit of mental health over time with these young people this uh, this the, the studies and and uh, um, the research that is continuing to find that it doesn't help it doesn't do anything but it creates for these people to do these surgeries these uh, these hormone uh, uh, impositions and things like that cause permanent sterility so they're creating a situation where these children at a young age, or making a decision that will make them permanently ster- sterile, never able to have children. Many of them will have permanent sexual dysfunction and not able to achieve orgasm, for example, for their whole life. It creates bone density issues in in uh, in these you know if they're doing this therapy, so called therapy during uh, during puberty. Later in life, they're going to suffer with severe osteoporosis and all of these things. So many different implications of this. And yet we see it as a social contagion. Again, when we think about an 8000 percent increase here in the taxpayer funding from 2015 to 2022 in this transgender uh, uh, spending on on minor children in Pennsylvania, it's atrocious. It's wrong. And that's why we wanted to bring it to light.
0: Michael Gere is with me. He's the founding president and CEO of the Pennsylvania Family Institute. Oh, thank God you're doing that. Uh, you know, the issue of, of, of notifying people I, in New Jersey, where I live, I mean, this is this is a big deal that's happening right now where yeah. you've got the state of New Jersey suing school districts that have said we're going to notify parents if their children come to school. You know, if Johnny comes to school and says, I'm Susie and, and wants to play dress up and everything uh, and the state's going after them and a lot of school districts in New Jersey, for example, they, they believe that this is a mandate by the state where you cannot notify the parents. It is not a mandate by the state. It's guidance right. by the Murphy administration. And so more school districts now are realizing that they do not have to go along with this. And it, it's the right thing to do as parents. We have a right to know what's going on in our kids' lives. We need to understand this because if there is something going on here, and in my opinion, uh, I, I I do think it, it could very possibly be mental illness or it could be drugs or they just want attention or, or whatever it is. I need to deal with that as parents. It's my job. The state is not the, they're my kids' parents. I'm the parent. And the yeah. a, a excuse that the state uses is that, well, <clears throat> We might, as parents, we might hurt them physically if, if the truth comes out. And, and that's, that's, of course, just a, an excuse. You know, right. you could say the same thing about if they flunk a math test or if they you know lo- lose on, on, on the football team. I mean, there are parents who might hurt their kids for reasons, but we still we, we don't approach things that way. We, we punish parents who hurt their children if they do something like right. that. But the idea that we're going we're gonna to use that as cover— is is a lie. What the, the reality is that the left does not want there to be any debate about right. what's happening with this. It, it, it's it, their 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 idea is that if if a child is transgender, that's it. It's science. Period. There can be no discussion. There can be no other option. There can be no no other other thing going on in their life, Michael Gear. And so the minute that you allow. The conversation to occur that, well, maybe it's actually just that, you know, my son is depressed or my, my daughter is just trying to be the next TikTok star. The minute you start having those conversations, it blows up their narrative that this is perfectly normal and that's what they want to shut down.
4: Oh, that's exactly right, and they use all sorts of either scare tactics, as you just talked about. you know the parents are going to beat them up, or these child children are going to attempt suicide or whatever and again the the studies show that uh, it doesn't lessen the suicide rate at all in these circumstances. But what we're seeing you know the the uh, a term you know all of this is kind of relatively new. it's sort of happened in the last millisecond of history that we have children uh doing this kind of things, and then the government uh funding it. But we, you know, we are starting to hear now a new term uh, called detransitioners. We saw, you know, Matt Walsh did a a video called "What Is a Woman," where we we saw some detransitioners in that talking about they went through this as a child. They felt pressured from uh, social media or from a counselor at a at a a medical facility or a school guidance counselor or whatever to push them in this direction, and now they severely regret it because of the health implications and and. Dysfunction that they're experiencing, all of the different things. One of one of those detransitioners is a woman named Chloe Cole. Uh, you can look her up. Uh, you know, if you uh, Google her online, you can find videos from her. We had the opportunity to interview her uh, last year when she or earlier this year. I can't remember exactly when it was when she was here in, in the southeast uh, region of Pennsylvania. She spoke at an event, and uh, her story is very compelling because she was she was uh, as a, as a young girl, she was uh, sexually abused at one point, And then that caused some, you know, mental uh, anguish for her trying to deal with that. Then uh, with, uh, you know, she re- was reaching puberty and things and starting to wonder, you know, I'm not sure I like my body and seeing pictures like the Kardashians and all of those sorts of things, beautiful women that she'd see online and think, I don't measure up. And, and all of those all of these sort of pathologies are things that happen to young people are happening to young girls in in massive ways where they're they're on TikTok all the time or Instagram and seeing you know beautiful women and beautiful girls and thinking I don't measure up or whatever and then there's the same thing on social media that's encouraging them to embrace hey maybe maybe it's because I'm not really a girl maybe I'm a boy and 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 so that's what happened with Chloe Cole she tells that story at uh, age 13 started getting counseling from a uh, uh, you know, from the Kaiser Permanente, I think was uh, where a counselor her parents sent her to. The, those people told her parents, you know, you need to to go along with us on this, or she's gonna have worse trouble. And so, by the age of 15, I think it was, she had a double mastectomy. Uh, her voice has permanently changed because of testosterone uh, injections that she had. Now she laments the possibility that she may never be able to have children. She's without the ability to breastfeed. If she were to have children, she regrets it tremendously. And yet when she go, comes and speaks, uh, she gets protested because people, again, just as you said, they don't want to hear the other side. They don't want to hear this argument because of, the money that's behind it, the ideology that that's behind it as well. you know interestingly, when Chloe came to speak in southeast uh, Pennsylvania it uh, was arranged that she was originally going to speak at a hotel and and uh, transgender protesters, however you want to describe it, you know contacted the hotel and ultimately got that cancelled and she had to find another venue from which to speak and that's the kind of silencing for those of us who want to speak out about the injustice of what's happening to young people today and the fact that taxpayer dollars are going for it. Is just uh, an additional atrocity.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm so, I'm so glad you're bringing this out to me because uh, to find out that 20 million dollars of our taxpayer dollars are 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 being are, are going towards this transgender surgeries and services for for minors for for children. For minors, it's, right. It's, it's just it's a sin. It really is. I mean, it's it's yes. it, it truly is. So what? Now that we've brought this to light. Michael Gear, and and what what are the efforts of the Pennsylvania Family Institute? Where do we go from here? We bring we bring this knowledge to everyone's attention. Now, what do we do?
4: Well, it's a challenge based on you know who's elected. Obviously, that makes a difference in terms of who's sitting in, in office. I mean, we see out coming out of Washington D.C. and you mentioned Governor Murphy there and. In New Jersey and even Governor Shapiro here in, in Pennsylvania are supportive of this kind of activity, uh, whether it's ideological, whether they choose not to, to look at the, the pathologies and implications of, of what they're endorsing here. So it becomes challenging to resist those things. The first thing, part of it is exposure. The second thing is helping to understand the issue so you can talk to your own children. Uh, People who are listening to this radio show right now that have children, you know, even in the elementary school grades and things, need to know that there is this ideology that is presenting itself in school settings in many cases it's being presenting itself on social media and so many different groups like Planned Parenthood, they, Planned Parenthood uh, does puberty blockers and, and transgender drugs. They, they provide those for people who come to, to to a Planned Parenthood clinic. So that ideology is being pushed on our kids and we need to help them understand number one, watch out for this. Number two, if you are uh, dealing with this, if your child, if your child uh, brings this to your attention, you need to seek help. The challenge is now in some jurisdictions they're banning the ability to talk to children and to encourage them away from embracing this whole-called uh, transgender ideology. And and uh, it's it's a tough fight right now. But uh, social media would be the thing that I would encourage parents to limit screen time, watch what your children are watching, and things because that's where a lot of the uh, sort of pressure to do this transition is coming from
0: yeah and you know puberty is a tough time michael for for everybody i mean for me my face looked like a pepperoni pizza every single day of my life in high school i'm not even joking and 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 i was a little chunky as a kid i wore the 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 husky jeans you know what i mean it's not an easy time to begin with and now you've got a society that is encouraging people to go down this road of transition the difference is that my acne eventually went away and i was able to lose weight and get out of the husky jeans Uh, You go down this road of of permanently altering your body. And and like Chloe Cole has told us, there's no coming back from that. And and this is why kids and parents need to understand that. This is not something you can just toy with here. There's there's no going back once you go down this road. and, and, And that's what really scares me.
4: Yeah, you're right. And, and you know, I don't want to lessen that. Just what you just said is the, the challenge that many people in our society are facing. I mean, we know through COVID and things that the mental health of, of children has significantly declined for a variety of different reasons. We don't want to lessen that. We want to recognize that that's the case. Uh, the children need help, but the help is not to permanently alter their body. The, right. the help is not to do these sorts of things that we're talking about here. A lot of people think, you know, that, that life can be fixed very simply. You know, you take a pill, you take a, some drugs, you do you know whatever you shoot up some heroin or whatever it's going to fix your life or you're going to get surgery or whatever and there are people who make money on those things but eventually uh for the person who's seeking the help that's not where the help comes from
0: well said my friend well said michael gear the pennsylvania family institute thank you for your time thank you for your hard work on this and let's get that lunch on the calendar buddy
4: thank you very much and people can find out more about us at pa
0: thank you michael
2: It's the 5 o'clock happy hour. Happy hour. 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 Brought to you by the Oceanfront Grand Hotel of Cape May. Save 15% on midweek stays, Sunday through Thursday, now till December 31st. Just mention the promo code CEOLI at grandhotelcapemay.com.
0: All right, let's go to the ballpark, shall we? We've got a big game tonight. There we are. hey You guys little strip Ooh-la-la. La. Oh, no. Red October. Underneath hey. my blue Phillies pullover, see that? You're looking good. You're looking
5: pretty. Look at man. that big fan, big fan, Rich Dioli, sports guy. youtubecom slash right. <laughs> at 12 WPHC and see this beautiful face and beautiful red October he's wearing uh, with the so blue pullover. Big
0: Dan and Dorenzo, the other side with Dan and Dorenzo. You guys mocked me, but everybody wishes that Alec Boehm had actually uh, started pitching last night.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it, was, it was a very bad game for that guy, man. He would have been much better on the mound. And, and, and as it looks right now, Anthony, right? They're, they're going to be pitching or batting in the same order as last night. Yeah, I, I thought that might have been a bluff last night when
6: uh, they came out there and said they weren't going to make any lineup adjustments. It seems that's not the case. We were looking. Uh, Philly's official Twitter posted that. So, seems like that's going to be the lineup today. I know people are a little worried about that. But at the same time, it's our first loss at home. Phillies have looked incredible at home this entire playoff Uh, it's time to show up or shut up and I I think they're going to show up tonight
0: alright let's talk about uh, tonight's game if they don't win that means that the D-bags go to the World Series do I have that correct?
6: Yes, and D-bags. no matter who wins tonight, tonight was, that would be a, little, uh, tri- a matchup facing yeah, the Texas Rangers. And if the Phillies face off against the Texas Rangers, we will start uh, at Texas for the first two games.
0: And if the D-Bags win tonight, and let's hope they don't, we're all saying no D-Bags. If they win Uh-oh. tonight, they would they would uh, play Texas where? In Arizona?
2: You guys
0: there? Uh-oh. What happened? Can they hear me? No, what happened? Did we I get dropped because I said D-bags? Oh, I said no. d backs, not D-bags, d backs. Oh, my the God. DeSantis, are you censoring me hey, again? Oh, no, we got, hey, you, we, got we got you, we got sorry. you, sorry.
6: It was our internet, I'm sorry. Right, it uh, doesn't sorry, matter. It's all
0: right. Uh, yeah, for, yeah. Forget what We're I mean. hear. We're here. Let, all right. So, right, hey, our bottom line feeling? is this. Must win. Win or die for the Phils tonight. How, how's everybody feeling out there? I see a lot of people walking by you guys. You're down at Citizens Bank Parkway. You got the big, the, all the stuff going on. What's the mood? Are people happy? Are they, like, like anxious? I am
5: nervous as hell. I'm yeah. really it. nervous right now, man. i <laughs> Rich, how are you feeling? Are you nervous or confident? Because Anthony's all confident. I'm all nervous. This is the first game seven in Philadelphia Phillies history. They're history, man. I, 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 I really hope the crowd brings it. I hope they stay loud the entire time. I hope they don't leave early like they left last time. It's. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing to see the crowd. Are, are you of the ilk that thinks uh, it's excusable to leave early nope. uh, in a game like that? Okay. No, nope.
6: Kale was okay with it, just for the record.
0: Ugh. Oh, stop. Listen, you know what? There's other times to beat the traffic. <laughs> this is not a time to beat the traffic. This is a time exactly. to stay to exactly. the end, to the very, very end, because we've seen games in the ninth inning where we, we've seen amazing comebacks before. It's happened exactly. in baseball history. So, no, beat the traffic some other day. You don't beat the traffic in the playoffs. Especially when you, you you consider what you're paying for those tickets, that's the other yeah. oh thing too. Oh
6: god! Yeah, yeah. And uh, look, imagine paying lower level. Some of them are going over five hundred dollars. Yeah,
0: I mean, if I'm, if I'm not going tonight because I don't want to deal with traffic. Then, then you, then you don't go. If you, if you yeah. go, you know what <laughs> exactly. you got to deal with. You're exactly. dealing with traffic. Suck it up, Buttercup, and stay to the end. Period. In fact, I don't Amen. think they should let you out. I think they should make you stay to the end. <laughs> you're <laughs> locked in. <laughs> (laughs) Locked in,
6: yeah. No, that would be. I I like that idea. Listen, when you go to events
0: with the president of the United States, you can't physically leave that room until the president leaves the room. That's for security purposes. I think it should be the same thing when the Phillies are in the playoffs (laughs) or the World Uh, Series. Your ass is in that chair until the end of that of that game.
5: Period. That might be your best take ever. Are there any exceptions allowed though? There, Rich. Well,
0: I mean, you go to the bathroom, I'm saying, but you can't leave. <laughs> yeah, Medical yeah, emergency yeah. or something, maybe, but that's it. All right, yeah, all right just, you know. yeah, just making yeah. sure. <laughs> now, no, now I'm all fired up. I, but the reason why I think we're going to win tonight is because, you know, I started the show today at 3 o'clock. Saying that Tom Emmer should not be Speaker of the House. And the power of the Zeoli Army, 90 minutes later, he dropped out as uh, in the race for Speaker. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that energy, that positive energy <laughs> of what we've accomplished is now, I am now channeling it to you guys down at Citizens yes. Bank Park.
6: It's just like what the Zioli Army did earlier this year. That's exactly what they did with with the trip, Rich. Exactly as you you saved the season. It wasn't Jack Fritz. It was you. Along
5: with that energy, can you send some Xanax? It was not me. It was the (laughs)
6: Zioli
0: Army. We went to D.C. We saw the Nats. Fans of Philly. We went there on the road. Fans of Philly. We had a great trip. And then the Phillies turned the season around. What I'm saying is the energy tonight from beating Tom Emmer, that fraud, is now going to go directly into Alec Boehm's hands as he takes the mound tonight.
5: Absolutely, Alec
6: Boehm. (laughs) <laughs> Just kidding. What, um, a, kidding. What, a great, okay, what
5: a great quibble for your, whatever the word is, the bow for your quiver. What a great really bow for your quiver there. To, uh, you canceled Tom Emmer. McKen- <laughs> it a, was, it, what, was it Electoral College? Was it the Electoral College that uh, won, yeah. made you go after him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: basically. It was, it was that, among other things. But, you know. All right, now. Who um, is your guy? Good job, Rich. Who bravo, is your guy? Bravo. Real quick. You're real, my guy, Lorenzo. Attic Anthony, you're oh. my guy. <laughs> I want Dorenzo for speaker. I want your I, dad to I be did speaker. Not. I'm going uh, well, he to get you it, today. It. He What's would do it. What's the scene like? Talk to me. What do they have down there, Big Dan? If I want to do things, what do we have? <laughs>
5: A great carnival wheel. It's uh, not a we, 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 carnival we, we, wheel. <laughs> Ferris, Ferris wheel. wheel. Fine, I'll, I'll do it for the World <laughs> Series, for the win tonight. It's a Ferris wheel. There's a bungee uh, jump-looking thing. There's a, a, a blowhouse. What's the thing called? Uh, the blow-up thing that they jump on. The blow-up blow castle? Like yeah. Moon bounce. Yeah. Boom bounce. You get the funnel kicks. The,
6: the boom bounce, yes. <laughs> the, the you funnel case,
5: uh, <laughs> You want on. more, Rich? I can give you more. There's, there's tons around. of stuff out here. A live band. There's <laughs> You can watch some TV with all of us, you know. A Budweiser bar, yeah. I have, a real que- I have a real question to ask you, seriously, a serious question. In the past few
0: games, the D-backs have done a great job pitching around Harper and Schwarber, right? <laughs> Trying to walk these guys. So, what's yep. the strategy tonight? Are they going to try to do that again? Are they? Because I mean, I feel like we got a Schwarber bomb due. I think Harper's got that look in his eye, like he knows that last night was not a good night for him. So, what what are they going to do to try to get around Harper and Schwarber tonight?
6: I mean, I think the Phillies just have to defend the plate tonight. Last night, they were swinging at everything. They were desperate. Every single inning, it seemed like they were down 0-2, o- almost every single batter. Uh, and that is something the Phillies have been great at this year, especially at home, is defending the plate, is getting up in account. If Bryce gets up 3-1 in a count, home run home run. I mean, first pitch, whether it's Schwarber or Harper, they're kind of swinging for the fences no matter what. Uh, And and I'm okay with that. But at the same time, if that's going to be the approach, they do have to be more patient in the play. And and that doesn't just include them. Uh, Marsh, he was one of the few that was a little patient last night. Even JT, who got a double there, uh, he was not necessarily disciplined. And that's something, if the Phillies just continually surrender that way to the Arizona pitchers, then I think you're right. That is going to be it. If we don't have the chance for a big power guys like that to make an impact it's going to be hard to There's win a game. There's one Saturday.
5: name I didn't hear you mention, and I, I think a lot relies on the first time through the lineup, bridge because you have Alec Boehm there, and, and if you're going to pitch around those guys, you pitch around them the first time, right? You pitch around Schwarber and Harper, and then you see how Boehm performs. If Boehm's actually going to perform well, you can't do that the right. second time around, so I think it relies very much on Boehm's shoulders, and I think that's a horrible idea, Topper keeping Boehm where he is, uh, but that's, our, that's a decision that's allegedly been made already, so we'll yeah. see how it goes.
6: Yeah, I mean, I think to, to your same point there, I think you could say the same thing about like a or Rojas or Stott if some of those guys get going especially tonight it's going to be hard for them to just walk Schwarber and Harper every time
0: all right so then let's do the flip side then Arizona's got this Marte guy right who's really mm-hmm. good yeah. he's a power hitter yeah. too do we what do we do about him I would say you paint
6: the corners the way that Arizona did last night. And Ranger has legitimately the best MLB average of all time for any starter with at least five starts. So Ranger Suarez, even though he's not our shiny number one pitcher, he absolutely has the numbers, and he's shown up. I mean, he looked like an absolute stud in that game one against uh, Atlanta. So I think tonight he's going to do the same thing. Hopefully, we don't even need to use Wheeler. I have a feeling we're going to have to after pretty much burning through the bullpen last night. But do they pitch around him
0: though? I mean, this, this guy Marte is batting 11 for I, 26. I, I, you can't.
5: You can't because you got Christian Walker coming up there, and then you have Gurriel. You got a lot of hitters in this lineup that yeah. if you pitch around him, you're just going to you're going to sign yourself up for more danger in the near future. Uh, If Corbin Carroll gets struck out, as he has been doing, I I think you go right at Marte, and and you keep going straight. You you don't pitch around the guy. I mean, Ranger didn't pitch around the
6: Braves, and and I would say the same to the Marlins. So I I think you got to kind of do what we've been doing.
0: All right. Listen, we'll talk more. Uh, Obviously, we'll check in with you guys in a little bit. And, uh, yeah, have fun down there. Say hi to everybody for me. Find me some drunk fans. Find me that guy with the long stackle tooth too, if you can find him.
6: Okay. <laughs> oh my God, I'll look everywhere for him. That video's that's that's amazing.
5: And Rich, for the listeners, YouTube.com/slash/at12WPHD. We are live all through uh, the pregame here. Uh, you'll see Rich pop on, and uh, during the breaks, during Rich's breaks, we'll be popping on on the stream and doing our thing with the other side. So uh, tune in, YouTube.com/slash/at12WPHD, and like and subscribe.
0: Please do it. These guys do a great job, and it's very entertaining. So do that right now and watch the other side with Dan and Dorenzo, and I'll be back chatting with these guys soon and thanks boys we'll we'll talk to you and thank yeah, you go phillies absolutely go fills, go fills. all right this is an incredible mo- i'm gonna get into the iran stuff in just a moment i gotta tell you what this administration is doing that is they're making some of course disastrous moves or purposely maybe pushing us into world war three uh, but this is an incredible month to purchase or lease a new volvo from my friends at cherry hill volvo they always have an incredible inventory of aggressively priced Vavos, but this month There are a plethora of discounts and offers available. Too many to list in one commercial. Incentives start at $5,000 and can escalate all the way up to $11,000 in incentives. So whether you want to purchase or lease a new or pre-owned Volvo, now is the time. I love my Volvo from Cherry Hill Volvo, and I know you will too, because they're great cars. They're safe. They're beautiful. And the experience at Cherry Hill Volvo is second to none. You see, we broadcast live from the Cherry Hill Vavo Studios. You can see that right behind me every time I'm on camera. And Cherry Hill Vavo Cars offers a full line of new Vavo vehicles to fit every lifestyle. I'm currently driving the XC40 right now, and I love it. It, is a, it, it. It's got a ton of cargo space, and it's also incredibly stylish. But if you need to go a little bigger, there's the XC60, there's also the XC90. That's the family car at the third row. Or maybe you want the S-Class made right here at their plant in South Carolina. Either way, Cherry Hill Volvo is the most accessible Volvo dealer to Philly and South Jersey right across the bridge. And Judith, Yosef, and the entire team look forward to meeting you and always doing the right thing. Judith prides herself on always doing the right thing. And you will understand that, why relationships really do matter. So go see them today. Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill
2: is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, in the free Odyssey app.
0: We are fired up tonight. Fired up, baby. Phillies are going to do a great, great job, and uh, I am excited about it. So let's get into what happened today at the White House, shall we? There's a lot of audio for you to deal with. And um, uh, let me, I want to begin with this, if I could. This is from the White House press secretary slash FEMBOT, Karine Jean-Pierre. It's a great point about oil prices. We're talking about Iran. A lot about Iran today. A lot about Iran. How Iran is uh, causing all these problems in the Middle East. They are backing Hamas. They're backing Hezbollah. These proxy groups so the question then is, if we are going to deal with Iran without World War III, without actually going to World War III, would wouldn't a great way would be to cut off Iran's ability to make billions and billions of dollars selling oil? And the United States of America could maybe step up and sell oil? Like maybe that'd be one thing. This is a reporter asking that very point. Take a listen.
1: The average price of Brent oil was fifty-eight dollars. Um, under this president, it's eighty-three dollars a barrel. So the price of oil is more. Um, is that giving Iran enough money to fund these terror groups in the Middle East? I,
3: I mean, I, I wholeheartedly disagree that we're, we're, you know, we're our actions are giving. Is that what you're saying? Can you say that again?
1: The current energy policies in the U.S. from
3: from our from, energy um, policies
1: yeah I've seen the price of oil go up because okay. when you when you restrict um, supply here in the United States, it's forcing get, to get the global supply from somewhere else. OPEC is cutting prices of oil, so the price of oil goes up.
3: Yeah, and we're not part of OPEC.
0: as you right.
1: Know. Right. But, so
3: they're going to make their decisions. That's on, not the point
0: he's asking. Whatever
3: they decide, we are not. Somebody's asking.
1: The administration has decided to regulate the oil industry here in the U.S. and restrict investment, uh, future investment in the oil supply in the U.S. And and so, is, is, as the price of oil goes up, is that giving Iran enough money to fund these terror groups? It
3: seems to be a big jump. Uh, and so uh, certainly I'm not going to speak into s- that type of s- hypothetical. It sounds like a hypothetical that you're asking me. So certainly I'm not going weigh weigh so no, to uh, not gonna weigh into this. Uh, I'm just not going to weigh into a hypothetical here. Go ahead, Phil. Thank you.
0: Uh, I don't think she understands the question, or maybe she's deliberately uh, not understanding the question. I really don't think she understands what he's saying. What he's saying is that like in any other market in the world, when you turn around and you say, hey, you know what? Here We in the United States of America, we're going to stop making oil and selling it to the world. But the world still needs oil, despite what the green extremists think in their little fantasy fairy tale world where nobody uses oil anymore. So then they're going to buy it from somebody else. So they're going to buy it from Iran. They're just like natural gas. We could be exporting liquid natural gas right from Philadelphia, right across the world. But instead, they're buying it from Putin. Because in, in, in the green nutjob extremist world, they don't need natural gas. But in the real world, we need oil and we need natural gas. We need both things because that's how we keep the lights on in the world. Only in their little fairy tale world do windmills and solar panels actually work. And so what they don't understand is that in, real, in, in, in the real world, not in, not in FEMBOT world, people still need energy. So they're going to buy it. And if the United States is not supplying it, they're going to buy it from people like Iran which makes Iran rich. This is why I keep telling everybody the $6 billion that the Biden administration unfroze for Iran, which is, I think, politically outrageous that they would consider even going forward with this. But the point is, the, the very, very point is that Iran is making money regardless. They have billions of dollars because they're selling their oil to China. China. That's the reality. And we, the United States of America, could be stepping up I think she's just too stupid to understand the question. I really do. I mean, I just, I don't think she's that bright. Jen Psaki would have understood it. And Jen Saki would have given a snarky little response back. I just don't think Karin, her programming has not been updated. The software patch for Kareem Jean-Pierre has not been issued yet. And how to deal with the fact that what this, what this guy is pointing out, which is excellent. I mean, he's breaking it down. Under Trump, the average price of oil was $58. Under the president, it's $83. So the price of oil is more. Is that giving Iran enough money to fund these terror groups? Yes, because since the United States of America now has distorted the market by lowering our output and we rely more on countries like uh, that are part of OPEC, even though we're not part of OPEC, what happens then is that the price goes up. If there's still a demand for something, but less supply for something, there's something in the market called an adjustment. So let's say, for example, everybody really, really wants seats to go to tonight's Phillies game. But uh, there's a finite number of seats, which is why you should be required by law to stay until the end of the game and not be a little crybaby and leave to beat traffic, number one. Number two, the reason why people are paying 500 bucks to stand is because there's a finite number of seats. There's only a number of seats. But if, if, the, if the, you go to a game in the middle of the summer, if they're not winning... You go to a game in you know June or something like that, you're going to pay a lot less for those tickets. Supply and demand. The world needs oil. We are making less oil. So that means now the demand is still there, but there's less supply. So now the people that supply oil, like Iran, for example, are able to then boost prices. It's not that complicated. It's not that complicated to understand. Uh, here is today, Admiral John Kirby, who was speaking at the White House podium today he won't say if, if he believes the United States, if the United States believes that Qatar should expel the Hamas terrorist leaders in their country. Let's start there.
1: I, I know that we've, um, that you've thanked Qatar for its role in helping to secure the release of some of the hostages so far. But I was wondering if the U.S. believes that Qatar should expel the Hamas leaders that are in the country right now. Uh, I, I don't think, uh, well, I'll just say
0: we're, uh, we're having conversations with, with partners across the region, um, and, uh. And we know that Qatar has uh, an open line of communication with Hamas. Um, and as you saw, we thank Qatar for, for their support and helping get those two Americans out. I, I would just tell you that those discussions and, uh, and those conversations are ongoing and,
1: and, and critically important. And I think I need to leave it at that. Okay.
0: Mm, just leave it at that. Just leave it at that. Uh, he was also uh, he was asked the question of. Whether or not, uh, let's see, cut one and cut two, Matt, seem to be the same. I don't know if you you meant to have a different one there in the Kirby cuts. Looks like one and two are the same.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, just skip it then. All yeah. right, then
0: let's do uh, number three. Obama's comments critical of Israel's right to defend itself. Go ahead.
5: President, former President Obama shared some of his views about the conflict yesterday. One of the things he said was that uh, the Israelis haven't done enough to avoid killing or injuring civilians as they seek to take out Hamas in Gaza. Does President Biden share that view?
0: President Biden has, since the very beginning of this conversation, uh, been talking to the prime minister and we have been talking to Israelis at uh, various levels, at the cabinet level and below, um, about the, what, what separates us from Hamas as two democracies, and that's respect for human life. That's abiding by the law of war. That's by doing everything you can to try to prevent civilian casualties and collateral damage. And that's an active conversation we continue to have with them. Barack Obama, I've told you this before, is actually running this country. You know, he's running the White House, right? He's, he's actually in charge. It's not, it's not Joe Biden. Obama, Obama pulls the strings of, of Biden. And Obama has issued a new statement on Israel and Gaza, and this is what the president of the United States, Barack Obama, has said. Uh, in a lengthy statement, Obama again condemned the deadly attacks launched by the militant group Hamas on October seventh in what he called an unspeakable brutality. While he maintained Israel has a right to defend itself against the attacks, he reiterated the need to abide by international law and said, "quote But even as we support Israel, we should also be clear that how Israel prosecutes this fight against Hamas matters. In particular, it matters." As President Biden has repeatedly emphasized, that Israel's military strategy abides by international law, including those laws that seek to avoid, to every extent possible, the death death or suffering of civilian populations. Yeah, well, then why don't you turn to your buddies in Egypt and your buddies in Oman and the other countries and give safe passage to Palestinians? They don't want them. They don't want them. So give me a freaking break with your lectures to Israel. You're part of the problem. He, he, see, Obama put Iran at the seat of the table of the adults in the, uh, in, in the world. And they don't want to be there because they hate us. They hate Israel. They hate other Muslims, too, Muslims who don't abide by their version of, of Islam. So that's something right there. And then also, what Obama did was he helped them with their nuclear enrichment program. Now, it's one thing to argue listen, it's a sovereign nation, they can do what they want. We help them do it. Obama has always been trying to boost Iran, and he still is, using this administration as a proxy. The only reason, I'm telling you right now, the only reason why guys like John Kirby uh, are coming out and calling out Iran is because they're military guys, first and foremost, and they know that Iran is the problem, and they want the world to know Iran is the problem. It doesn't mean that we're going to go to World War III here. I want to be clear. This is very, very important to, 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 to understand, all right? There are two things here. First point is this. Iran is bad. You know it. I know it. The world needs to know it. The United States of America under this president, Obama, and his puppet, Joe Biden, have been telling the world there's no evidence that Iran's behind any of this. The military guys are coming out and saying Iran is 100% behind this. Not because they want to get us into World War III, necessarily. They may, but I'm saying, but it's because it's the truth. And they don't want to give Iran a pass here because it has consequences. It is consequences. Iran, the way to deal with a crazy nation like Iran, the way to deal with them is to keep them in their crazy lane. And what we do in the United States is we, we prop them up like, like they can be a reasonable member of the League of Nations. They can't, you can't sit down and break bread with somebody who thinks you should be destroyed because of your religion. They are a country founded as the Islamic Republic of Iran for the purposes of advancing their vision of Islam. And they don't want to play nice. They don't want they want to destroy. That's what they want to do. You don't help people like that get a nuclear missile. You don't help people like that with a nuclear enrichment program. You don't. Obama lectures Israel about uh, 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 going on about respecting international law. How how is Israel not? But you see, what Obama is doing is exactly what the extreme left which is, the entire Democrat Party, for the most part, is doing, which is still trying to make Israel Israel the bad guys here. Still trying to make it seem like Israel, the bad guys. Yeah, you know what, what happened on, on, on uh, October 7th, what happened here on 9-11. But still, I mean, come on, please. Israel bears culpability here. That's what Obama's statement really is saying here. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. He's saying that Israel had it coming. I'm telling you,
1: it's the truth. It's time to reduce the load.
0: Oh, my God. I didn't mean to hit that. I hit that. That did not. That was totally inappropriate. Daniel Valdez. I just hit my Italian hands were going and I hit my (laughs) my screen.
2: I kept saying uh, uh, Michael Corleone did this and uh, Michael Corleone did that. So I said, uh, yeah, sure.
0: Why can't Jenna Ellis do that? Why can't Jenna Ellis take a page out of Frank Pantangeli's playbook and just do that? Can you ask? Can you answer me that? (laughs) Huh? Oh, it doesn't end well for him. No, that's true. But he, but at least he did it the the right way, the Roman soldiers' way. <laughs> and a warm bath, slit his wrists open. I, I don't think she
1: wants that. But that's that's what a man of honor does, you know what I mean? I was so confused when I heard Daniel's voice over the air. I thought I hit something on my end.
0: No, I I, I did that on my own because I'm, I'm you see me I'm waving my hands around, <laughs> how I speak. You heard the old saying about how you mute an Italian, right? You tie their hands behind. Tie their back. hands behind their back. I had this conversation the other night, so had some people over and actually did the Irish goodbye at my own house. We all know what the Irish goodbye is, right? I don't know what that is. What? Henry, you know
3: what it is, right? You don't know. Yes, I know what that is. You no. don't know what that is because he's an elite Harvard no. dude. The big.
1: What is it? I don't know what it is.
3: What? Tell us what the Irish goodbye is, Henry. Basically, when you're at a some sort of social function or you know anything like that. Uh, you just leave without saying goodbye. You just kind of drift off into the night. Oh,
0: yes. Nice. And, I, and I typically do it when I'm at events. I, a lot of times I do it, I just, just I sort of just, just disappear. And I go, oh, I did the, you did the Irish goodbye. Now, somebody said, well, when it's at your own house and you're Italian, it's the Italian goodbye. And I said, no, it's not. Because the Italian goodbye takes 45 minutes. It involves multiple hugs. Everybody gets gets kissed on the cheek and you get leftovers when you leave the house. That's the Italian goodbye.
1: It's much different. Like I gotta load you up. I got extra sausage and peppers here. You gotta load it up. And you got you know what I'm saying? I like the idea of getting the leftovers. That sounds like the the better goodbye of the two. <laughs> yeah, I, of of got the two, st-
3: right? Yeah, but you gotta stand there for 45 minutes, you know. <laughs> you shaking gotta earn hands
1: the leftovers. Kiss, yeah, you yeah. gotta earn the leftovers instead of just leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on what the leftovers are.
0: That's true. Uh, now I was at the other day, I was at the uh, FOP Lodge 56 in South Jersey had a great time there they had their uh, annual cigar event and i want to say thank you to the wonderful wonderful cops over there uh kevin brannigan my buddy the president of the lodge great guy of course dean Filari, who we've had dean on the show he, we we got dean you know we gave him bourbon on the air that day remember yeah, wayne bonfiglio yeah. remember he was there yeah. uh great guys uh, over there and I, I had a lot of fun so it was uh, really nice to see them and always nice to spend time with my friends at fop lodge 56 of course Um, Today in Philadelphia, we laid to rest a brave hero, a very, very brave hero who was gunned down by a madman in Philadelphia, a cop killer and a murderer. And fallen officer Richard Mendez, father, husband, true hero, laid to rest today. So I would just keep, you know, just keep him and his family in your prayers and, you know, remember what a tough job these cops have. And it's not easy. It really is not easy and it's getting it, the job is getting harder and harder. And, you know, when I was there, I met a lot of guys who were on the job, young guys, and they're they're good people and they're trying their best out there. They just want to do the right thing. They really do. They want to do the right thing. And it's a tough job. It's a tough time. So you see them tonight on your way to the ballpark. Say thanks. I'm serious. Say go up to them and say hello. And a lot of times you're going to see two of the elite members of the Philadelphia Highway Patrol. Uh, Go up and, and tell them I said hello. All the cops, too. Tell them thank you for being there tonight to keep everybody safe because uh, they, they deserve our respect. And they don't, they don't get it from this administration in the city. Cops, they don't get it from the attorney general in Jersey, that jerk, Matt Placken. They don't get it from the governor, King Philip, the unaccountable. These cops, they don't get it. They don't get the respect they deserve. So, um, you know, you walk past them tonight, just say, hey, thank you for being here. Thanks for keeping us safe. You know, they, they, they appreciate it. It goes a long way. It really does. It goes a long way. it really does. Uh, all right. More on Kirby here. Let's see. Uh, Kirby, who's such i I'm um, oh, sorry. See, now I'm, now I'm getting distracted by people texting me. Hang on. Let, let me focus. Boy, my ADD is running everywhere today. It's not my fault. I'm victorious. I defeated... I defeated... The fraud, Tom Emmer, who was going to become Speaker of the House. I, single-handedly, along with Donald Trump's help, <laughs> defeated Tom Emmer as Speaker of the
1: House. Trump was like the Robin to your Batman,
0: though. Thank you fairness. for that analogy, yeah. Matt DeSantis. Well done. I was the Batman, and Donald Trump was the was the Robin to, to the takedown of Tom Ever Emmer, that fraud. Excuse me. The
2: Excuse specifics. me. Excuse me. Excuse
0: no. me. You, you took, you, no, no, I'm the Batman in the analogy. I started this last night. No offense, Mr. President, but I started it last night. I did an hour beating up Emmer for being an anti electoral college fraud. And today, 90 minutes. And what happened after that? He's out. See the power of this show?
2: Yo, Adrian! Adrian! Yes.
0: That's right. <laughs> Damn right.
1: So true. <laughs> <laughs> that's rich during the breaks. That's not from the that's not from Rocky. That, that we, just, that we just recorded me? that during the breaks. Yeah.
0: Just feeling so proud of myself that we took down Tom Emmer. Oh, it's great. If you missed it, by the way, go back and listen to the whole show. You'll learn about the Federalist papers, the Constitution, all of it. I was teeing off on everything. And all of a sudden we go to break, we come back, the guy's out of the race. That's the power of the Zioli army right there. We turned the Philly season around, we got Tom Emmer out of the race, and now we're gonna get them the win tonight pgb on youtube has a question for me rich i heard the d-bags eat pasta sauce out of a jar with yellowtail wine that is a true story true fact 100 percent true that's true and i'm going to say this point too and i I mean this and i am sincere about this point unless you have a medical emergency if you leave that game early tonight you might as well be a D bag. You might as well root for the
3: Diamondbacks. Don't bother ever coming to the stadium ever
0: no, again. No, I think you should be banned, and I'm going to use my influence to make sure you're not allowed to buy tickets ever again. And you know they have they have uh, facial scans. You can't enter a casino if you're on the list. Yeah, I'm going to do that at Citizens Bank Park. I got I got friends over there. You know
3: they got the AI. Uh, you know scanners going in. They might as well. That's right. That's what should, I'm saying. This should be as worse as of as, as worse of an offense than storming the field. Yeah, and getting tackled by a security guard, and you get banned. You know, then this is like that.
0: You know what? Actually, that guy who 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 tackled the guy who stormed the Mm -hmm. field—he should tackle everybody trying to leave Citizens Bank Park early tonight. (laughs) I'm with it. Tackle their tackle them right down and teach them a lesson, and say you don't leave till this game's over.
3: Yeah, you paid five hundred dollars for the seats. You might as well see it through. You're part of this. You're part of this, and you don't leave early. You're part of the giant entity that is Citizens Bank Park tonight.
0: So that's it. You leave early tonight before that game's over. I don't care what the score is. You are not allowed back in Citizens Bank Park. I will make it my
3: job. Yes. That and just no matter how the game goes, stay engaged, stay in it, and stay loud.
0: Yeah, and I want to say another thing, too, to the Philadelphia police, if they're listening. If anyone tries to leave early, arrest them. Yes. We'll deal with the consequences down the road. I got a guy. Just lock them up. Don't don't let them leave. I mean, let them leave and then, you
1: you know, pull them over and... I guarantee they're drunk. I'm just saying. I rarely uh, agree with anything Henry has to say, but I do agree in this instance. If you're yeah. there, you're like part of that amalgamation of fans that make up Citizens Bank Park. The team needs you. You can't walk out.
0: Did Kale really say he w- he's on the side of the of the of the de- the deserters?
1: I don't know. You know, I don't get up that early. Uh,
0: no, no. Yeah. But I, uh, that and that's what we're calling them. We're calling them the deserters, which makes them d bags deserters. There's yes. a bag in that name somewhere. <laughs> Desert.
3: Desert, Desert something, right? Thank you. Snakes, you know the whole thing. Exactly.
0: Thank you, Henry. That's my point. Exactly. So that should happen. uh Let's see. PGB says the Phillies should lock the gates and force every fan to stay until the last <laughs> out. Forget the fire safety laws. There's no time for weakness. You can't call yourself a fan if you leave one minute early. I'll t- I'll tell you something else too. And I'm going to say this right now. All those rich people sitting behind home plate. Get your ass up and cheer on the Phillies and s- and stop sitting there like you got better things to do. And if I see one
3: more person check their phone in the middle Ugh. of an important, right? I mean, you got a minute and a half, two minutes in between every inning right. to check your phone. And we know who you are, you yes. rich attorneys. We know who you are. Your faces are on TV all the time I'm
0: talking to you. Stand
3: up and cheer for your team.
0: Oh, I'm fired up now. I'll get you removed just like I got Tom Ever removed. I took down Tom Emmer. I'll take down the people behind home plate, too. And they will never be allowed to buy those seats ever again. What do they call the uh, what is, What's Diamond that club? Diamond Club. Yeah, the di- yeah, you know what? It's going to be the D-bag club if you don't get up and stand up. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. So get up and cheer on the fills tonight. I'm late again. Can we do this now or should I do it later?
3: I don't care anymore.
0: Yeah, who cares? All right, we'll check in with the guys at the ballpark as soon as we get back on the other side of this. But... Uh, NJ diet's going to help you lose some serious weight. And I want to, I want you to know that this is the real deal because the other night at the FOP lodge, 56 cigar dinner, my buddy Lee Povorsky was there and he was going on about how he's been three years since he was, he did NJ diet and he's kept the weight off. It's amazing. The program works 40 days to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds. Just do it. 40 days to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds. You will lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days with NJ Diet. They use your hair, saliva, and blood work along with scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get you and your body into the fat burning zone. So you can finally lose that weight. Then NJ Diet uses DNA info to help you keep it off. Best of all, it's contractually guaranteed. You are fully supervised the entire time to make sure you are burning fat and not just losing water. You even get the doctor's personal email and the doctor's personal phone number. Absolutely no shots, no hormones, no surgery. Locations close by in King of Prussia, Newark, Delaware, and Cherry Hill. So call 855-5NJ-DIET, 855-5NJ-DIET, or go to NJDiet.com. 40 days to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds with NJDiet.com. You can do this. And they're going to help you, contractually guaranteed. NJ diet.
2: Rich Zoli, weekday afternoons, three to seven. Talk radio, twelve ten. WPHT. and on the Free Odyssey app.
1: We really need new phones. T-Mobile
2: will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.